0: Oh, madonna. So, Mazzari to Napoli. Dan, glamoroso, as they would say in Italy. This is bizarre. If I told you this a week ago, that Mazzari would be the next coach and it might be in the November international break, what would you have said to me?
1: Um, I would have probably laughed at you. But then again, we are talking about Napoli and we are talking about Serie A and the line between expectations, reality and fiction is never... As clear cut as it is with other clubs, Delorent is says himself is um, a man of entertainment, and he goes about football as he goes about the entertainment (laughs) bit. Unfortunately
0: for him, yeah, unfortunately. So true. Do you think this is this is part of his script of making a movie? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Maybe he has been pulling us all along. Um,
1: You have to admire him though, because he's um, he's committed to the part. That's for sure.
0: He is. I think it might be a movie about himself, not the club. But um, look, Mazzari's in there. Garcia's gone. Many predicted this. I know that you know about Emmett Gates. You've known him for quite a while as a colleague, Gentleman Ultra, where you both uh, used to uh, tribute to. And Emmett still does. Uh, I've done a little bit of that myself. Uh, I know you've written on s- some great stuff on the Gentleman Ultra website as well. For those of you that are listening in for the first time, go and check that website out. Also their Twitter page. But uh, Napoli so entertaining. I took Amit to Naples uh, earlier this year for the Scudetto celebrations. Uh, We also went and watched some Champions League last year and and he's absolutely skating about Rudy Garcia taking over from Spalletti. Of course, they needed someone and and we've had this conversation off air. It was De not really wanting to spend much cash and I guess who was going to step in after Spalletti? Who would want to? allegedly on a sabbatical, we're going to see him coach tomorrow night against North Macedonia with Italy. But who was going to step in after Spalletti? It's not like the, the English Premier League, is it, Dan, where they, they're going to spend 10 million per season and try and get one of the top coaches?
1: No, it's not. And um, I recall at the start of the season, the Laurentiis said, um, he boasted about it, in fact, about having a shortlist of 40 names. Now, when you have a short list of 40 names, that suggests two things. A, there is no outstanding candidates for the job, which may be true, but must be quite hard to believe, given the candidates that I assume Napoli uh, interviewed. And B, that Napoli were perhaps not as appealing as it thought they would be. Now, that is also quite difficult to wrap your hand around when you consider that they won the league last season, they play some of the best football in Europe, they have a team packed with outstanding players. So. It's it's quite hard to really understand why they, they've been struggling so much to find a successor for, for Spalletti. And De Laurentiis also said himself, why would anyone want to follow Spalletti? Now, true as that may be, that's not exactly what you want to hear if you're coming in as a new manager. You want to have someone who backs you and you know
0: as a trust in you, I suppose. Yeah, I mean... Spalletti, what an achievement, but we saw him get found out towards the end of last season. And I think he realized if he stayed in Naples and didn't win a second successive Scudetto, then his name would never have been as, uh, it wouldn't live in folklore. It wouldn't be as glorious as perhaps just coming in, winning the Scudetto, leaving straight away. Off you go. You're the hero. Uh, off into the sunset the Tuscan sunset in his case and and now he's come out of the sabbatical to coach Italy did he ever really want one i think he was just trying to avoid the inevitable because napoli fans as um polarizing as it can be uh you know that i've been following napoli for the majority of my lifetime and it's you get those two factions where it's you know we need to push for the Maradona days again, it's always that feeling of nostalgia that we're living in sort of vicariously through Diego and, and Careca and Alamau. And, and then we saw that shocking period between, I don't know, 15 years where they eventually got relegated, bankrupted, came back and a De Rentis, of all people, picks them up and brings them back, wins a Scudetto in the first 20 years of his uh, ownership. And uh, Spalletti, I think, maybe just had an up uh, and Garcia was one of those coaches that were willing, you know, they're always looking for a platform to make their name once more and I guess who better than, you know, I've, I've got ownership of Napoli, the the Italian champions, they're in the Champions League, I can resurrect my career with them and perhaps get a bigger money move. He was at the, in the Saudi League coaching Ronaldo, that didn't really pan out the way he wanted and I guess he was just always the next bloke after Spalletti and is he just a delightful idiot that came in and took over and, it was inevitable that he was going to be bounced sooner or later. I mean, Walter Mazzari's back there, Dan.
1: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I do feel sorry for Garcia in a way. I think he was dealt a very bad hand and perhaps he did not play as well as he could have. Um, I do find it quite telling going back to um, De Laurentiis deciding to appoint him that um, during his press conference in the summer is unveiling, De Laurentiis um, introduced Garcia and said to him, "Oh, you know, you've been to a Champions League final haven't you? And Garcia had to correct him and say, actually, no, I've only been to a Champions League semi-final. Now, that kind of tells you that due diligence, perhaps, wasn't as accurate as it could have been. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as you said, Garcia is very much yesterday's man with all due respect to the Saudi league.
0: Yeah, well, um, ADL could have done it, taken a leaf out of Graham Souness' book and said, Man, you should have Googled him, done your research in reference well, yeah. to the, the Zadby uh, coming to Brighton. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, a, a Champions League final, uh, look, a Champions League semi-final is still one step better than last season. Even with Spalletti at the helm, I guess there was a lot of injuries against Milan, and that was their downfall. Perhaps uh, I think Pioli did well to work out Spalletti's game plan. All he needed to do was, was load up on the wing and block Kvada's impact but uh, yeah just going back to that point I mean Garcia brought in you have to feel sorry for him like like you said Dan and and where does he go from here because I'm not sure he's going to be the pick of the bunch I guess he's one of those coaches that you'll probably see come back in and back out over the next couple of years like Walter Mazzardi who last was employed in May 2022 when Callea were relegated, so what does what, what that what is that statement of intent for a team that is looking to get out of the Champions League group and perhaps mount a, a resurgence up the Serie standings?
1: Um, I don't know if it's so much just a statement of intent as it is a cri- not quite a cry for just yet, but it's a clear indication <laughs> of someone who, shall we say, has perhaps lost control slightly, and I'm talking about. That um, Laurentiis here because obviously winning the league was the culmination of a decade-long process, fifteen-year, fifteen-year-long process. But they do say, and it's true, that you know, winning is hard. The only thing harder than winning is keep winning. And by losing Spalletti, Napoli were never in a position to keep winning. They could, however, uh, at least avoiding sliding back as much as they've done. Because, as I said earlier, it feels like they've lost their identity. It feels very much like Spalletti was had the team running high on emotions. And when you look at Napoli this season, aside from the tactical problems on the pitch, you do have the sense that the emotion that was in that game last season was so crucial to what whatever they were doing. It's kind of gone. Everything feels a bit flat. You see a disappointment left... The fans flat left the pundits flat. I suppose it might have left the players flat. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that with Mazzari, they may be just continuing the same trend, although just with a different man in charge. Now, Mazzari, as you well know, did some wonderful things in Naples during his first spell. But again, is De just trying to sort of spark the team into life by a point in a, you know, for wanting of a better word, a vibe? man or is there something more to it because Mazzari tactical plan has very little to do with Garcia's and has even less to do with Igor Tudor's who if we are led to believe that, based on what we've seen on the papers he was the next man man in line so again I don't think there is a clear vision going forward for Napoli I don't think there has been one
0: since Paletti left last season I guess it's a case of the old Italian prestige where when you're at the top, just uh, you'll stay at the top simply because you're already there, not realizing that you have to perhaps reinvest. We saw Milan spend 120 million in the summer and Napoli, although they did did spend some money as champions and attempting to, to go up the ladder and perhaps make a Champions League semi-final or final because they do have a a squad that they can build on and, and achieve that. And he brought in, a couple of fringe players. I mean, Lundström is a, is a 10 minute player off the bench at this point. Mat perhaps Mazzotti will change that. I don't know, but um, Emmett Gates wrote a piece on De Laurentiis and how this is all his fault for Forbes. And it's, it's a title, Really De Laurentiis behind Napoli's 2023-24 20, malaise, not Rudy Garcia. I guess Rudy Garcia, you know, when you have the ventriloquist and then you have the, the little bloke talking, I guess Garcia was the little guy, De Laurentiis, was able to have his way with Garcia. I guess that's what he wanted, someone that he w- was malleable, he was able to to dictate to. And I guess Garcia was like, yes, yes, man, I'll do that. I'll take the fall when you need me to because ADL would need someone like that. Emmett starts off with, it was all so inevitable that it was end this way. The only real shock was that it took so long. And then he ends it by saying, uh, if I scroll down, that um, it's all De Laurentiis. De fault. Napoli are clearly more than good enough to finish in the Champions League places, but De must fix the issues he himself caused this summer. And I guess most fans would have seen it that way. Why bring in Garcia? Well, finally, now he's gone. We've got the chance to restart and, uh, you know, perhaps mount a chance. It's 10 points behind Inter. It's a long way, especially with Inter in this kind of form. Inter are in the form that Napoli were in this time last year. So I think all the signs are there for Interisti that are listening in. Well done. I think you might take this Scudetto out again. But Napoli with Mazzari, he's brought in on a seven-month contract, or six or seven months. I guess depends if he'll make it that far. We could have a season where the Italian defending champions have three coaches or more in the same season. Maybe ADL will end up taking them through uh, May and June. Who knows? But it's, it's Mazzari in. Apparently, they wanted Antonio Conte. Yeah, and which, apparently he just doesn't want to join a project mid-season. Which, again, the point in Conte
1: goes against everything that Napoli have stood for over the past, uh, well, four or five years. Really, the attacking football, the free-flowing football, the you know devil maker care attitude um, that Spalletti employed last season. I mean, Conte is the polar opposite of it. Um, for all his faults as uh, uh, and we can debate until the cows come on whose fault it was the way that um, his palace as ended. Conte is a completely different manager to Spalletti, and he's a completely different manager to, well, a lot of the ones that Napoli was speaking to. Um, the thing with Delorentes is, and I agree with MSPs, Delorentes is like Jerry Jones, um, if I may, but digress for a minute, is like. Jerry Jones is the owner of Dallas Cowboys in the NFL, and Jerry Jones does not want to be a story. He wants to be the story. And it's the same with De Laurentiis, where there are owners or chairmen who prefer to take a step back. They want to be right front and center of it. And I just think it's not, you know, it, it's not, it's no longer suitable in this day and age to be so hands on, so involved with it. Um, there was a really good piece on The Athletic where James Castle said that um, De Laurentiis thought that the problem why Napoli was struggling this season was it being away for too uh, too long. So he decided to get even more involved and he was you know, obviously in training session along Garcia. He was in the dressing room at the weekend. I don't think that that actually improves the Manager who's already struggling. Uh, if anything, just undermines the confidence in him even more. Uh, and with Mazzari, I mean, he's there for seven months. Where does that leave them? Does that mean that who is going to, you know, call the shots towards the end of the season when some players may be looking for a where some players may be, you know, coming up, the contracts may be coming up to, for negotiations. It's all very, very murky and very
0: it's fine yeah uh, yeah a really good piece by horncastle uh, as well so it's good that you referenced that one It's plenty of coverage of sedia for those who want to find it in amongst all the publications uh look it's it's napoli's third appointment in five months and they're trailing into by 10 points uh, Garcia's is actually transpired after that loss to empoli the 1-0 loss at home. Really poor form at home. We saw that two or three seasons ago. They had a really bad spell. They drew 1-1 with Union Berlin in the Champions League group. And that came after Union Berlin had lost 12 matches in all competitions on the trot. That's competitive matches. So De Laurentiis putting that statement up on, uh, on the internet, which is basically Napoli has decided to remove Mr. Rudy Garcia from the role of head coach. We thank him for, and his staff for the collaboration shown until now off you go now i think he actually hired mazatti from rumors uh, before he even put that stuff but garcia had signed a two-year deal due to expire in june 2025 uh he now leaves napoli in fourth place feels like i'm reading out an obituary dan but the 21 points after 12 rounds 11 less than at the same stage of last season when Spalletti was at the helm under garcia napoli scored 24 times conceded 13 a negative turnaround of six and four respectively Uh, now it's the most difficult fortnight of the club season coming up. Have you seen the games that are coming up? There is Atalanta first away, then there is Real Madrid in the Champions League, Inter and Juventus. I mean, that is, as someone said, a poison chalice, perhaps, for Mazzari. Will he make it through the first two weeks? That's four of those games in the first 13 days.
1: That is um, a baptism of fire, if there ever was one. Um, Although... Mazzari does have something going for him because this is the earliest that De Laurentiis has pulled the trigger since he took charge of Napoli. And the last time that he dismissed the manager so early in the season was when he fired Donadoni to appoint Mazzari for his first tell in Napoli. So, exactly, you, you never know. I mean, you know, Lightning may struck twice, they may not, but you never know.
0: You never know. And uh, back then, Napoli was in 15th position when Mazzari stepped in. After Donovan, was relieved. I think it was only seven matches in. That was the 2009-10 season. And that's after Mazzari was a, sort of a budding younger manager. He's 62 now, I think. But he, back then, he was in charge of Santoria, had a really good spell with them. Uh, but this is all about the scrutiny of how De Laurentiis handled Spalletti's contract, apparently. I don't know if that was a bit of theatre in there as well, Dan, but um, many perceiving Mazzari's return as nothing more than an interim coaching role. So mixed reception with fans on social media. I've written about this as well for Forbes uh, Sports Money this week. And it's, I guess, the return of a coach. There were some glory days there, Dan. So that feeling, that nostalgic feeling of, uh, you know, a return to those days with Cavani and Lavezzi and Hamzik and I don't want to say some of the other players who were horrible, Yebda. And uh, I guess or wasn't too bad. Jubilato, I guess he was a little bit before that, those names. Uh, Jesus D'Artolo, remember him? I know our friend Carlo in Australia will remember him well. And uh, he won Napoli's first Coppa Italia for 25 years. That was back in 2012. Let's see how he goes. He is uh, one of those coaches that you just never know. He had four terrible spells since leaving Napoli. He went to Inter, off to Torino, Watford as well, I think, after Inter, wasn't it? Then it was Torino, then and didn't end well there. They got relegated, but I guess you coach what you have in front of you and he's got a great team. And that will be what Napoli fans are hoping for, that he can bring the best and maybe resurrect a 3 tennis scenario. Back then it was Lovetsi, Cavani, Hamzik with, I think it was 180 odd goals between them. So, And that was under Mazzari. So he, he's capable of bringing that football. And maybe if he can get that out of at the moment, he's got uh, Osman awesome injured, but he's got uh, Raspadori playing in the middle. He's got Cavada, and he's got Politano, who's been in really good form, Matteo Politano. So let's see how they go. What do you think? What, what, what can he make with this team? Well, in many ways, it's almost a free hit from Zari,
1: even though, notwithstanding what we said earlier, that you know, he's on a hide into nothing, particularly given uh, that Laurent notoriously capricious nature. When you look at the fact that he's got, as you said, he's got a talented squad. He's got um, seven months left. He, I suppose a top-four finish will be a success. A trophy will be a success. I mean, the Champions League is. And Napoli had a great chance to win the Champions League last season. I don't think they're quite there this season. There's obviously a couple of teams that they look straight ahead of them. But, um, you know, Serie A is a weird league. Um it's, you just come at all anything out and you know if you if you can get you know the proverbial new manager bounce and can get them fired again who knows um the talent is there the players are there um the enthusiasm from the fans is there and I'm sure you know all it takes is a couple of couple of results going their
0: way and they you know they could be right right back in the mix I think you're right the the Napoli fans are so crucial to their success I feel like a hex was put on them it was that game at home in Serie A it was the first of those three games against Milan but it was just before the Champions League started Milan came to the Maradona and won 4-0 it was a bizarre game all the fans had turned up to protest De La Rentes, and uh, allegedly it was about ticket prices for the Champions League games that were upcoming and a whole host of other things but obviously culminating into this kind of witch's brew a cauldron of uh, some kind of curse that was put on. And since then, Napoli have never played the same. And maybe some kind of voodoo against Balletti. I don't know. Maybe he realized it was time to leave. It was a good time to go. He realized Kim Min Jae wasn't going to come back. And for me, Kim Min Jae is, is, is as crucial as having like a Mignan in goals at Milan or an Osiman up forward for Napoli. Without him... You've seen Napoli's defence turn into what it is now, which is it lacks cohesion. It needs someone. And Romani's a great defender and Natan isn't bad. Like They, they got him as, as Kimmin Jay's replacement. But uh, you know there's no one there like a Harry Maguire. And I know that will be something true to your heart, Dan, being a Manchester United fan. But look, it's it's a, a back four. Will Matsadi used to play a three-man back line. Not sure if he's going to try something different now. Uh, Kim Min-Jae no longer there. And we've seen what he's delivered at Bayern Munich. Of course, Harry Kane's there. And I think they're one of the Champions League uh, favourites, as usual. But that defence looks so mediocre without Kim. That is one point that they, apart from the the, the fourth line, that needs inspiration. I think the midfield is, is OK. The dynamics there. La Botka is such a machine in the midfield. Without him, I think it would have been very different for them last season as well. But no Kim Min-Jae. I don't know if you've seen much of uh, Napoli's uh, play in the back third, but it just looks like they—they leave so much space between the back line and the midfield. Now, without the Bocker there, they would—I think—they'd be getting, you know, at least conceding two or three goals a game because he's such a good uh, positional player. The way he distributes the play is so important because when you get the ball from Meta and progress up the field out of your back third, out of the defensive half, that is how the modern game is played. So no Kim and Jay there. To me, that's been one of their biggest problems, if not the biggest.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: mean, when you look at when you look at the
1: table, Napoli have considered 13 goals in 12 games this season and you go back to uh, last season, they considered 28 in the whole Serie A season. So, um, as I said, you know, it's not being replaced uh, properly, if at all. And uh, I think the other issue that Napoli face faced this season is the fact that they don't work as hard as they did last season. Um and I don't know whether it's down to a sort of uh, I wouldn't say a lack of motivation, but you know, it, it's always hard to keep going after you after you won a league title, you know, Klopp, Guardiola, um, Ferguson have always spoken about the fact that like, the ability to motivate players after achieving something so extraordinary is one of the hardest thing um thing to map to, to do as a manager and when you're watching Napoli this season, you do feel that they have slowed down just a tad. You don't see like lump bursting, in um track back. You don't see, as you said, the same cohesion at the back. And I think that that feeds into their opponents as well because last season Napoli were untouchable. Um, you couldn't score against them. You couldn't get past their midfield. This season they're a lot more brittle. They're a lot more fragile. And I think that if you're a team playing against them, you're probably thinking, okay, hang on a second. We have a chance here. We know we can score. We know we can get at them. And we know that they are the ones who have everything to lose because they are the defending champions and the, the the expectations for them to keep winning. And Napoli found that very, very difficult this season.
0: Yeah. I guess Mazzardi's main task is to ensure Napoli qualifies for the knockout stage of the Champions League, close the gap on... Milan at the very beginning, at least. But what a what a uh, baptism of, of fire, as as you've said. It's the first game away against Gasperini's Atalanta. 26 rounds of Serie A still remaining, though. It's a long way to go. And Napoli to make up that deficit on Inter to defend their title. I'm not sure. Um, also, considering Mazzali's four preceding managerial appointments ending poorly, optimism... Could be reduced to apprehension by Christmas? I don't know, Dan. It's, I guess this is part of the, the as the plot thickens in De movie. We'll see what happens. But uh, having watched Napoli's entire Scudetto winning season from home, he now takes over on the bench. He's back and he's got those four massive games. Real Madrid, Jude Bellingham. I mean, how do you even plan for that kind of stuff? He, he's the most informed player on the planet. Inter and Juventus straight after that. Can Mazzari bring the magic back from his four-year spell, Dan? What's your ultimate ruling on this? Um,
1: I'm going to go, and, and I don't want to disappoint fans now, but I think that a <laughs> top-four finish and perhaps a Coppa Italia run would be the most realistic outcome. Um, you know, it, it's always, I know it's a cliche, but it's The second time is never as, as good as the first, isn't it? And when you look at um, when you look at um, the history of Serie A, it, it's such a difficult, difficult league to sort of, you know, replicate success if you are staying on at the club, never mind if you leave the club and you come back. You look at Rigosaki, you know, obviously he revolutionised football in, in the late 80s, early 90s, and he went back to Milan. Um, in the mid-90s and he finished 11th in the second spell there. Capello did the same thing, took over from Saki and eventually returned to Milan for a second spell himself and finished 30 points behind Juventus, won only 11 league games. Um, I, I mean, the only manager I can think of who's booked the trend is Lippi, who you know, won everything with Juventus at the first time asking, left Juventus, went back, uh, one, two more titles, but it's very difficult. Isn't it? I mean, if Mazzari were to somehow lead Napoli to win the league this season, it would be probably a bigger shock than Spalletti winning in last season. In fact, it would definitely be a much bigger shock. Than that.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. That would be such a shock. I think, um, obviously, Maradona's first title in 86-87 was the sweeter of those two it was sweeter than eighty-nine, ninety, especially what happened after that with him getting suspended and moved on so it's so true what you say and such a good point about those past coaches that came through and failed in their second spell and even though Lippi did well with juventus in his second spell to repeat what he did in the first we all saw what happened after he won the 2006 world cup of italy and then came back later on and uh, bombed out more or less so We'll leave it there Dan thank you for joining thanks for your insight always good to speak to you um thanks for having me it's been a pleasure and I will talk to speak to you again you can find him on twitter at dan underscore cancian that's c-a-n-c-i-a-n you can see all his good work there sports reporter that covers many different sports including football especially football if you're new to lego football you can follow us at lego football on twitter we're also on youtube and on facebook i'm david ferrini i'm at david ferrini underscore thanks for joining and we'll see you next time this is lego football